Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya.
with Tanya White. I'm your host, Tanya White, and I want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and to sit and join us and talk about this hot topic tonight. We're closing out our Spring Into Action series, and we're talking about So He Cheated, Now What? And that is a title from Arthur Nicole Cleveland's brand new book, and we're going to be talking to her uh, in just a few moments. And also in our Boast About Your Book segment, we're talking about talking to Donna Watford. I hope I pronounced her name right. And she is going to be talking about her brand new book, boasting about it, and telling us why we must get it and put it in our personal library. If you are a new listener to Real Talk with Tanya White, we welcome you and we want to tell you that we are rated R for being real, relevant, and refreshing every single Thursday night. At 7 p.m., we kick Real Talk about real issues to enhance your real life, our main mission for this show is to change your no-I-can't attitudes into yes-I-can action, and that is what we're passionate about doing every Thursday night at 7 p.m. For 60 minutes, we give you an hour of power, and tonight is no different. It's going to be hot, you guys. Infidelity is a huge problem. Men and women alike are, are taking, uh, making choices to hurt themselves, their spouses, by committing uh Adultery, And so we're going to talk about that tonight. Nicole has a brand new book, a wonderful new book, and she talks about So He Cheated, Now What? Do uh, I Stay or Walk Away? And that is a question that many men who uh, who have been cheated on by their wives and many women who have been cheated on by their husbands have to ask themselves. This book also has a bonus section of Why Did You Cheat? And this is... Uh, Nicole's husband's personal story, and that you can discover the answer to the hard question, why did you cheat? Uh, And this is from uh, uh, the cheater's own words, as the book says. So we're going to talk about that. If you have any questions, comments, please call us at 347-215-6446. One lucky listener will have the opportunity to win Nicole's book, um, at the appropriate time. We're not going to make it hard for you. Uh, but if you have any stories to share, we would love for you to do that. Also, before we get started, I want you to visit TanyaWhite.com. We have some great derby discounts. It is derby time in my city of Louisville, Kentucky, and we have some great derby discounts. My latest book, Girl You Can Win, is on sale for $1.99 plus tax and shipping. And this is my best book yet. It's for women who believe or want to believe that they are winners or can become winners in life. It gives you tips about your actions, your associations, and your attitudes, how you can shift those things so that you can believe that you can win in 2010 and beyond. Uh, It's a quick read. It's a good read, and you will refer back to it throughout this year and next year. If you really want to win, get that. Go to TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color. It's on, It's been on sale all week. The sale ends Saturday because Saturday is Derby in Louisville. And it's just $1.99 plus shipping. We'll get it out within the next few days. Also, our Mega May teleconference is going to be off the change. God has got something mega for you. And we have seven sensational speakers uh, just lined up ready to impart and inspire you with a life-shifting word. 
Uh, we have uh, Pastor Natalie Francisco, Brad Ganges, Minister Tanya Triplett, British Hill, uh, Cheryl Pullins, and they're going to be all talking about great topics because God has got something mega for you. It's a May mid-year motivation this week, of course, for Derby. It's just $10 for registration. We also have uh, a discount on the sponsorships. All of that is listed on TanyaWhite.com. Go to it right now while you're listening. Sign up, register for the conference, buy your book, Girl, You Can Win, and shift your life so that you can be destined to win in 2010 and beyond. The teleconference, no travel, uh, no crowds. You can listen and be inspired from the comfort of your own home. So do that right now. Listen. Um, and then tune in next week as we kick, kick off our May series. Listen to the archives. We've been talking about Spring Into Action all month. We had Brian Genji's on at the uh, beginning of the month. We had the Joy Master herself, Sandra Steen, on. That show was phenomenal. Last week we had Tasha Coleman. She's talking about branding. And then we had Brian Williams talking about overcoming offenses. Uh, all of those shows have been phenomenal, and tonight is no different. So we're going to get right to it. We're going to go to our Boast About Your Book segment, and we have Donna Watford tonight. She is the author of the brand-new book, Amazing Grace. Uh, she is resides in the Atlanta area, and we just love Atlanta authors. Uh, we love their realness, their freshness, and we love having them on. So we welcome to the show for the first but not the last time, Miss Donna. Hello, Miss Donna. How are Hello. you? Thank you for having me, Tanya. I'm fine. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, listen, I love I love Atlanta authors. Y'all just so real, and I love the, the the subjects that you bring. And I'm looking at your website right now, and I love the pictures, girl. You are a diva. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. So before we get started, tell us who you are in your own words. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. What did you say, Tanya? Tell us who you are in your own words. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Donna, and I'm originally from Philadelphia. And as Tanya said, I now live here in the Atlanta area. I'm a registered nurse, and now I'm an author and publisher. And um, my first book is Amazing Grace, a tribute to you, the story of us. Um, also the founder of Jesus and Disinherited Enterprises, and that's a company that I created just to offer hope. Um, mm -hmm. The vision is to give back to society through written and spoken words and to also um, provide financial support through the sales of my books, I'm going to give 5% of all my book sales to uh, the United Negro College Fund in memory of my mother. So wow. um, that's Phenomenal. what I'm doing, and God is doing great things, and I'm so very grateful that he's using me to do great things. We are glad that he's using you to, to do great things also. And we've had uh, more nurses than I ever thought of who have uh, shifted gears and you know, uh, become authors. I've never, I know a lot of nurses, and that is one of the most demanding careers <laughs> on this planet. How did you find the time to really sit down and start writing your book, Amazing you Grace? You know, um, my, I lost my mother uh, December 2006, okay. and it was really a divine setup. I um, I just felt such a void, and it, and it just felt, Something was absolutely wrong that my mother was no longer with me. So, of mm -hmm. course, I went to God in prayer, and I just asked him, I said, um, would you let me write a story? Would you let us let me tell our story? Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, I will be very careful to give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. And I, you know, I, I kept my word. And so um, 
it was really God because after I finished the book, I saw it was his way of healing me through that process. Mm-hmm. And he showed me, he, he showed me myself the way he sees me, which wow. is totally different the way that we sometimes see, that, see ourselves. So it was just, um, it was just like the best experience in it. And it's just how God works, you know, through mm-hmm. tragedy. He can turn it around for us. So that's exactly yeah. what he showed me, and that's what I try to present in this book to show others that, you know what, don't question what he does, just go with it, because in the end it's all working together for our good. And that's it, and it's so ironic. We were just talking about this subject last week with Stacey. I, that's how I really got into writing, too. My mother died in March '05, and writing was <laughs> cathartic for me. Uh, and like you said, it was just something was wrong. It's, I lost my dad, but it was something about losing mama, who the the person who gave you life. Oh. The, and it is a void. It, it feels like that you have died, a part of you has died yourself. So I totally understand what you mm-hmm. mean. So tell us, what are uh, what's in this great new book, Amazing Grace? What can readers uh, look forward to reading? Well, like I said, it's the story of my life told through the eyes of Christ. It's my personal journey, but it's the story of a single parent, a mother and a daughter, and um, me, the daughter who receives all the proper tools to make it in life. I mean, Mm. you know, raised the way I was supposed to be raised, except for me, I made the decision to uh, go contrary to what I had been taught many times. Um, And so when the path had been made so straight for me, I gravitated to you know, spiral roads, and so I speak to those, and it includes social issues, you know, um, that the enemy leaves traps for us, mm-hmm. um, and so it speaks to social issues that rob our joy in so many ways, senseless killings, addiction, uh, it speaks to things that are, you know, t- robbing the joy of God's people, and he made me see where the enemy had been attacking me all those years. Mm-hmm. But then he showed me how he was going to turn it all around for my good and how he would allow me to tell this my story and how it would empower so many others. And so with this my story, I now offer hope to the world. Um, I show how God led me out of darkness into the marvelous light. And so he proves himself to be a very present help throughout every chapter, and he shows himself to be faithful. And so that's the message that we give you that through this book, through my life, you get to see some things will be similar and some things you'll be like, wow, how does that happen? But then in the story, you'll learn how certain things do happen. And it'll show you that throughout, God is always there. He promises never to leave us, and he proves himself to be true in that story. Oh, wow. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Donna Watford. Yeah, I'm not saying your last name right. You are. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's the author of the book Amazing Grace. Now, you touched, you said something so powerful. You said you was brought up by a single parent mm-hmm. who equipped equipped you with the proper tools that you needed. Mm-hmm. And we're in that day right now where even two-parent homes are not equipping children with the tools that they need to make it in this life. Can you give us three essential tools that your mother equipped you with to, you know, the proper tools that you say? that your mother equipped you with, and that is missing in many children today? Well, my mother, she showed me through uh, her example of her life how to be a woman. And so she she gave me that piece of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, early in life, she introduced me to Christ. So Mm -hmm. um, I often think that um, I know that my mother could not leave this world until it was sure that Mm -hmm. I had learned that lesson. 
and that I knew for myself in a day that it would come a time when she wasn't near the first place I would go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So she showed me how to be a woman. She introduced me to Christ, and she always encouraged education, which is why I'm giving. I chose the United Negro College Fund because it was very important to her that I had an education to take care of myself. Yes. Well, those are great tools. Show you how to be a woman. And I think uh, somehow that is missing, especially, in, uh, you know, with the the mothers 25 and under. Um, and I'm not saying all of them, but that essential piece, showing little girls how to become young ladies and eventually women. And, uh, you know, womanhood is more than the outer appearance. Exactly. And um, sometimes we mistake that so so many times. Do you agree or disagree? Or I agree with that, and I, and I just think it all uh, comes back when you speak of younger parents. Sometimes, you know, as kids, you, you can't teach a woman how to be a woman because you're a child yourself mm-hmm. uh, raising a child. So that mm-hmm. comes into play uh, when you see sometimes the younger parents have difficulties with um, rearing their children in, in, in the right way. Um, and, you know, that, that causes a problem sometimes, but that's why it's very important that we should teach abstinence and that we should um, encourage our young girls to, to wait till they are women before they have children. Um, mm-hmm. That way we, we then have women teaching uh, little girls how to become women. Yes, so, so true. Now, other motherly advice that your mother empowered you with uh, because, you know, I, when we're growing up and you're, sometimes your parents are telling you things and it doesn't click until a certain phase in your life, and you're like, okay, that's what you meant. Can you give us any other nuggets of wisdom that your mother shared with you that well, made you the woman that you are today? Yeah, I tell you throughout the whole book, um, and and it's very interesting that you would bring that up, because throughout the whole book, the reason that I was able to because you know God, He when He has something in us that He's going to birth, it takes place long before we even realize it. Right. So it's very careful that we pay attention to people around us because He's actually speaking to people around us. And the relationship that my mother and I had, we were so close, and so a lot of things had been deposited in me just by listening to her conversations. So when God would get to certain chapters of the book. I would know where he's going because my mother had already spoken it to me. Mm-hmm. So just listening um, to parents, because, you know, a lot of times we think we know it all and we don't want to listen. Um, if you find that you listen throughout life, there may come a point where you're going to really need that information to pull back from that information for something that God's going to do to take you to another level. Yes, yes. And if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Donna Watford and I boast about your book segment. Our time has quickly come to an end, but before you go, I want you to explain why you name your book Amazing Grace and why is grace so amazing in your in your eyesight? Well, because as I said, it was nobody but God who kept me, and it was God mm-hmm. who even birthed this in me. I didn't even know that I wanted to write a book. It was really yeah. a setup. And so... We know that the book was written on purpose and for a reason, and the reason is to offer the world hope. But the greatest hope of all is Jesus Christ, and that's my purpose, is to make sure the world knows what must I do to be saved, which is how I ended the book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God tells us in Romans 10 and 9 that he extends to us 
his love by giving us a chance to eternal salvation, and that's the message that I give um, throughout the book. I let you see Jesus, and I hope that if you get anything out of this book, what you will get is the message that if you believe God, that Jesus died for our sins and arose again from the dead, that you will be saved, and we'll see each other on that great day, and that's the message I want to get out to the world. Oh, wow, that is a very real, relevant, and refreshing message, because like the old song used to say, if we ever needed the Lord, we show Enough need him now. That's we true. need him right now in this That's day. Now tell our listeners where they can continue to keep up with you and uh, see what's next, uh, what project's upcoming next for you. Give us your okay. contact information. Yes, um, you can um, keep up with me. I'm Donna and Watford on Twitter. Um, name, I'm on Facebook and uh, MySpace. And my website is www.donnaandwatford.com. And Watford is spelled W. A-T as in Tom, F-O-R-D. Well, thank you. You have been just so awesome. We look forward. Where's your book at? Where can we get that? It's in all stores now, and um, it's in the United States, and for our friends abroad, it's in the U.K. as well. So um, we're just trying to get the message out to the world. So um, it's available now, and it's on, online, Books of Millions, all everywhere where you can purchase books. All right. Be sure to get Amazing Grace by Donna Wofford. You have been a delight. We'll follow up with you later. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, if you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we just got to talking to Donna Watford, author of the book Amazing Grace. Go pick that up. Visit her at DonnaMWatford.com. Watford is W-A-T-F-O-R-D.com. Pick up her book Amazing Grace uh, at Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Now, we're going to get to this very, very hot topic. So he cheated, and now what? Do I stay or walk away? And this is a book uh, written by Nicole Cleveland, um, and and it's talking about adultery, how to bounce back from it, how to stay, how to decide if you're going to stay or walk away. And if you do decide to stay, how do you bounce back from that? Because the, the thing that you don't want to do in a situation like that is stay and then Always, always bring up the situation uh, in your marriage and never healing from it. So we're going to talk to Nicole Cleveland about this hot book, So He Cheated, Now What? Do I Stay or Walk Away? Um, And she has a bonus section in here, Why Do You Cheat?, which is written from uh, her husband's personal story. So we're welcome to Real Talk for the first but not the last time. Miss Nicole Cleveland. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hey, Tanya White, how are you? I am fantastic on this beautiful, beautiful day. Yes. Listen, let's get right to it, girl, because this book, So He Cheated, Now What? Do I Stay or Walk Away? It immediately grabbed my attention. Now, tell us who you are, first of all, and then tell us why you even chose to write, So He Cheated, Now What? Well, first, let me say thank you so much for having me on your show and I just want to say it's a delight, and I just, I'm at all that you allowed me to come on your show. So I'm honored. I really am. Yes. Um, who am I? I'm, I'm just a child of God. I'm just a, a, a mother, a, a wife. I'm a fundraiser. I am founder of Breathe Again Magazine, and I'm author of So He Cheated, Now What? Um, I wrote the book because I went through it. I went through adultery, as so many people are going through it right now. As we speak, somebody else just found out that their husband or their wife um, is committing adultery. 
and they feel like they're alone. So I, I went through it, and the Lord restored my marriage, and I wanted to tell my story so others could be healed and others could be set free because when you're going through it, you feel like you're alone, and I just don't want anyone to feel like I felt when I was going through it. Right, right, and, and, and like you said, it is a huge problem today. Um, in your opinion, let's just get right to it. Why do people cheat? We we all, often hear the shows, the magazines. Why did he cheat? Uh-huh. But the, there are I know many women who who are cheating or have cheated, That's uh, right. and so cheating is is not gender specific. So why, in your opinion, do people cheat? You know what? Um, I would rather have um, my husband answer that question. I have a bonus for you, Tanya. My husband's on the line too. Well, hello, husband. How you doing, Miss Tanya? <laughs> I'm fantastic. This is I was wanting because I was going to tell you that I would love to have him on my show to talk to him. But look at the Lord. Look at yes, him. Yes, yes. Ain't he awesome? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So now, who do you want to answer that question? Yeah. What's your name, husband? Jerry. Hi, Jerry. How you doing? I'm phenomenal. Good, good. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being on and taking the time out your schedule to be on with us. No problem. No problem. Well, to answer that question, uh, the the reason is, is 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 there's there's all different reasons. Um, for my my reason was, at the time, me and my wife relationship wasn't that strong. So, mm-hmm. as far as communication, so when you when you don't have that communication, then you're looking for some other shoulder to cry on. You're looking for somebody else to talk to, and that's that's how the enemy snuck into our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to develop small conversation, then as the conversation grows, um, you really don't know the other person's intentions. For They may sit there and be that listening ear, but then you don't know their intentions behind the listening ear. Mm-hmm. So it just allowed the enemy just to sneak in. A real big thing is communication. That's that's the main thing that we practice and we preach here from now on. Um, even if she doesn't want to hear the truth, it's just communication. That's wow. Listen, you didn't say the the T word. Most people don't. And I love, and I wrote this in one of these chapters in my book, you can't handle the truth. That's it. That's Jack the truth. Nicholson, few good men, you can't handle the truth. That's right. That's right. Why as couples, even even in the dating phase uh, of a relationship, we don't speak truth, or when the truth is spoken, we avoid it or get angry at it? Any one of you can answer. I, I think because we don't want to deal with it. We really just want to, we want the stuff that's rosy. We won't, don't want to deal with, and, you know, he left out that, you know, when we were we were real busy in the church and we were doing all types mm. of things and we were just busy being busy, and so there was no uh, time for each other. It was, we were going full speed ahead, and it, it became a routine. It became, you know, you go to work, come home, go to church. You go to work, go home, go to church. Who's picking up the kids? Who's paying the bills? And it was a routine. Um, and, you know, I guess at one point, you know, all we talked about was bills, kids, you know, and the pressures. The pressures, I, you know, and I'm not saying that's why all men cheat because I don't know. I just know why he did it or when we talked about it, that's why he did it because he was, he, over there you could be someone else. Here you got to mm-hmm. pay some bills, you know. <laughs> so I think that was a huge problem too, Tanya. You didn't said it. You can be somebody else. And 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 sadly, society has made it the norm for uh and it cool to escape into yes. fantasy. 
Yeah. Right. And uh, when you're, if you don't mind me saying, when you're, when you're dating, it's, it's, it's more of nowadays. For instance, well, let me let me talk about men. A lot of time, men, when we're dating, we're actually trying to impress the woman. No, uh, you're not, husband. So <laughs> therefore, instead of telling the truth, letting know our faults. And basically what you're getting into, men, men, men do a good job of hiding that. Mm-hmm. And we do a good job of showing you the good side. I mean, I know the man's going to get upset at me, but that's, that's the truth. Well, they Jerry, do. let me in, <laughs> let you in on the female secret as well. Uh-huh. We are the masters at that. Yes, yeah, we yes. are. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. You we just are. learn from us because mm-hmm. we are nurturers of the world. And so right. we are the masters of that. We just know how to clean it up and divify it. <laughs> right, right. And then at the end of the day, it's like, really? Is that you? Really? Yes. Correct. Right. Yes. And then you start believing the lie, and, and then it's That's on it. from there. Yeah. Listen, if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we just have a wonderful treat. We have Nicole Cleveland and her husband, Jerry Cleveland, talking about her book, So He Cheated. Now what? Do I stay or walk away? Now I'm thumbing through the book, and you talk about this was not the plan, Nicole. Oh, uh, and I want you to talk about this from a female because I often say this. I say this all the time. As women, we were from the womb taught to be brides. Yes, yes. From the womb, we came out crying, and then somebody put a white veil on us as babies. Right, and we right. Were and we were to be brides. <laughs> and we want that picket fence, and we want the yeah. two and a half. Uh, what is it? Two and a half kids and the yeah. dog. I wanted to be part of the Brady Bunch when I was growing up. You know, someone had to tell me I was black. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted all those things. And when we're we're like that, when we meet that special person, we want everything to just fall in place. And it's going to be like this. It's going to be like this. And this is how, this is the plan. We get married. We go to church. We live ha- happily ever after. And that is not what happens. It's not. That's not what happens at all. We have to deal with real issues. We have to deal with things in the home, outside the home. And it's like, oh, I didn't, you know, this is not what I thought it would be. So, and then it's work. Marriage is work. It is is work. It is. And you got to put in work, you know, to get something out of it. So it was work. And I thought that all I needed to do was go to church. And in church, we would be protected, and there would no, nothing like this would happen. And quickly, I discovered that it wasn't about church. It was about us because we were the church, and it was about our personal relationships with the Lord. Yeah, and, uh, and sometimes as women, we often get swept up in churchiosity. Yes. Uh, and we don't take care of the real world yes, uh, in our life. And we haven't, <laughs> yeah, we don't find balance in our life. Because we're trying to please, it goes back to that father syndrome. We're trying to please the father and be the best daddy's little girl that we can be. And so oftentimes we neglect ourselves, which is another trait that we're groomed to do in taking care of everybody else. Now let me go to this list of getting married for all the wrong reasons. And I want to address Jerry. Okay. Uh, Your wife wrote uh, some of the things, getting married for all the wrong reasons, that he's got money, he's got benefits, uh, I'm pregnant, which is a huge one, especially if you're in a church. He goes to church. He makes me feel good. This is my pet peeve. He makes me feel good. Why do, in your opinion, do men get married? Because men get married for the wrong reason, too. True. Um, I, I totally agree with that. The Bible says when a man finds the wife, he finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? First of all, 
I believe that when you whoever you're going to marry, you have to sometimes you have to make sure that first of all, wherever you're weak, she should be strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 one thing. You have to find where you gel, and it's all about the communication. And she she has to be. A, a lot of men marry for hey, she has a great body, or she 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 does this, she does that. But for me personally, I need the communication now. I need to be built up when I'm feeling down. Mm-hmm. She has to be able. She has to be able to just know what encourages me and what keeps me going. Because let's face it, every day I don't feel like getting up to going to work. But if she says one kind thing, mm-hmm. the baby keep going. That'll make it through. I I work a twelve hour day just off of that one line. Wow. Because that's the communication, and, and that's what men are looking for. Men. Are, a lot of men, you know, they, they're they not going to say it, but they actually get broken down with the weight of bills, the weight of jobs. I mean, just mm-hmm. it'll just tear you down. But who do they go to? They should be able to go to their wife yeah. Yeah. without feeling less of a man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's it goes just the bottom back, line. It goes back to what you said, the, the communication. Yeah. And like I said, we, as women, we are groomed to be brides, not wives. Right. Exactly. Uh, and so uh, we are programmed or brainwashed so to say you know you get a man you know you have this big huge wedding and we're not taught how to have a thriving marriage or take care of that that man or or how to satisfy him not just physically but mentally emotionally we're not taught all of that i know i was not taught that um, so I was thrown out there, and, you know, I'm just going to get married, and we're right. going to live happily ever after. But we weren't really taught. He wasn't really taught about, you know, when I go through different things and feelings and right. how you're supposed to. He, his, you know, his, he was taught what he was taught. Right. So, you know, we're all, there's no – you have to take a test to actually, you know, drive a car, but you don't take no test to get married. <laughs> right. No, right. no, no. And then you have to realize, you know, like – for instance, sex isn't everything because you can't spend all time in the bed. Amen. You no, have you to get up. It's impossible. You got to get up, you eat, like you exactly. said, you got to pay the bills, exactly. and then exactly. you got to recharge yourself and go after your dreams. Now, you mentioned you all were busy in church. Do you mm-hmm. think the church has failed uh, couples uh, into teaching what a godly, healthy, thriving marriage should uh, be? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is real talk now. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I say yes, I, because there, there there are a lot of people in church right now that actually they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um. So that's one of the reasons why my wife has wrote the book. Like like I told my wife, I I she said she was going to go public with it, mm-hmm. and I told her I don't have a problem with it because it's your testimony. You went yeah. through it for a reason. Mhm. So you, so you have to help people. I mean, there there are people that that do not know what to do. And there and there are a lot of them in church. Yeah, there are Tanya, a lot of them in church. Tanya, um, I'm gonna give you an example. Um, we were my husband's a minister, so he was. We had to go to these classes about ministers' wives and deaconesses' wives, and we were in this class, and they were uh, talking about who was the superintendent of some kitchen, and I don't know. But I tell you, I was so frustrated in this meeting because we weren't dealing with no issues. 
It is people that are going home beating their wives yeah. in the church. It is people that are beating their kids. They are going home drinking. They're going home doing all these things. And we're talking about somebody superintendent of the kitchen. I mean, when are you going to teach us what we need to be taught? So, yes, I totally, I totally agree that they're not being taught, but I think it is getting better. I think as more people come out in the open, and there's so many ministers' wives that are, you know, coming out in the open and talking about different things that have happened in the marriage, you know, because there, there's hellraisers in the church that be in the church. They, they up there, they sitting pretty, but then – they go home and they're at each other's throats or they can't stand each other. So it, it needs to be taught. It needs to be taught. I can't stress it enough. There are real issues, real people, and people are, are on the verge of committing suicide in church, and that yeah. should not be the case. Yeah, and you touch on a good point. Uh, we're so involved in the routines yes. that we have forgotten how to regenerate and refresh the faith yes. and really, uh, you know, teach uh, us how to live yes. uh, in the life that God promised. Now, let yes. me address husband, Jerry Cleveland. Okay. Um, I didn't know you were a minister, and that brings up another, uh, you know, issue. Women are attracted to power and influence. Mm, Do correct. you think that uh, not taking anything away from your choice in, in, in when it comes to the infidelity, but do you think that because you were a minister, you were strategically targeted by Satan to, you know, succumb to infidelity? Well, even if I was targeted, I, I look at it as if it was a test. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I should have passed the test, but I didn't. Okay. Um, so I don't look at it as being targeted because there's actually people that are not ministers that are being targeted. Mm-hmm. It's just Satan's job, actually, to try to tear the marriage up. Yeah, that's the foundation. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, God God is built on family. It's just all family. Um, you know, that's the reason why he made Eve. He didn't want Adam to be alone. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's it's all built on family. And wow. and if the if the enemy can do anything to tear up family, then he's going to do it. I mean, like I, I I told my wife something that I I got a revelation when I was reading about Adam and and I was telling her that Satan, he uh, he attacked something that he knew would multiply. That means a tree. Basically, how does a tree start? It starts as a seed, then it becomes a tree, but then it bears fruit and it multiplies. So he knew that's basically what family is. If he comes in and he can tear down family, which multiplies, he, then he basically got, I mean, he, he basically has us. I mean, the one thing he tried to do is take away something that man needed, which is a tree. I mean, that's where we get all our normal resources from. So he tried to taint something that basically God blessed, basically. And that's something that he's doing with marriages. God loves marriages. He's for marriages. He's, the Bible's all about family and love. I mean, that's, that's Satan's job. So he's targeting everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it is a choice. I mean, we have a it, choice I mean, whether it is. what we do and what we don't do. It, and we sometimes are weak, and we make the bad choice. We make the wrong decision. Wow. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Nicole and Jerry Cleveland. We're talking about her book, So He Cheated, Now What? We're going to take a brief break, and then when we come back, I want you to talk about when you came to answer your question, do I stay or walk away? And, Jerry, I want you to think about uh, what you were going through uh, when, you know, everything came out about uh, the situation. 
So we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back and continue this awesome, awesome conversation with Nick, uh, Jerry and Nicole Cleveland about So He Cheated, Now What? We're going to put some people back together today. <laughs> Somebody going to thank me after this song, man. Matter of fact, I'm going to thank me right now. <laughs> And I can't sympathize with your pain If I could, I'd make it go away But I can't So I concentrate on no realistic things Like questioning Is there anything here worth salvaging? Is it over? How do we go about deciding? Do we add up all the good times and divide them?
Before, man, work it out, man. And you dudes out there, anybody can be slick at talking. Anybody can be slick at talking, man. Try being slick at listening, man. Your work is at home. It ain't in them streets. It's at home. So get there. Get there. And stay there. All right. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Listen, this hot topic. So he cheated. Now what? I hope y'all didn't hear me sing it. I love me some life, Jennings. That was Life Jennings, Let's Stay Together. And we're talking to Nicole Cleveland and her husband, Jerry Cleveland. Nicole is the author of the book, So He Cheated, Now What? Do I Stay or Walk Away? And we have been having some phenomenal uh, dialogue about the their personal story of marriage and fidelity and just marriage in general. Um, and we got some great activity in the chat, you guys. I love this. Thank everyone who is listening. We're going to uh, bring Nicole and Jerry back on uh, to Real Talk. Hello, couple. Hello. Hey. Listen, you you have the chat on fire right now. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, and you know I probably won't get to address all the questions, but one question from uh, Pretty Cat is: Is it possible? Let me get it up here. Is it really possible to move on in a productive way after infidelity? Anyone you can answer that, or you can share your story on how you all did it. Uh, well, maybe if you don't mind, I'll take this one. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it, it has to. It has to start with um, the person that actually did the cheating and had the affair um, has to be willing to build the trust. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And like I said, it all goes back to communication, and, it, and it's about working on the trust. And you have to be patient because it's it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. It's really going to take time, but you have to be willing to go the extra mile for the trust. Um for instance, I, I I call my wife all the time. She has she I mean she knows where I'm at. If I'm leaving my job to go do something for my job, I will call her. And sometimes I do get on her nerves. I know, but mm-hmm. it's about the trust. It's about building that communication. Be- yeah. Because now that the enemy snuck in, yeah, you have to be able to put the wall up. Yes. To where he can't do that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, once you put that wall up and he's trying to creep over that wall, you can shoot him down from that wall with communication, basically. And also think of uh, the blunt honesty. Mm-hmm. The honesty has to come in, you know. Um, the trust. If you talked earlier about, Tanya, how when we talked about it was work, you know, to be married. It's work to put in marriage. Well, it's even harder to rebuild trust yes, after an affair yes, yes. because it's a process. A lot of couples, they, they get back together, and it's a blessing that they get back together, but they don't deal with the issues of why it happened. Yes. I mean, and we had to talk about it, and it hurt. Some of the things that were brought up and brought to the surface, you know, I was accountable too. I mean, I wasn't all at fault either. I was not all innocent either. But it was some things that we both needed to do. And it's, that's not a, do it, making excuses out of it, but real raw answers, you know. you got to be able to handle that truth. Exactly. Yeah. And you write in your book the process of rebuilding trust. And you talk about that you have to agree to get counseling. And I'm talking to African-American people in general right now. We don't like counseling. No. No. Mm-hmm. no. Not one bit. We think we can handle it ourselves. And like you said, Nicole, we don't do anything about it. No. And then those Band-Aids, because what you do is you put a Band-Aid over the wound, and mm-hmm. then you don't deal with it, and we're back together, and we're happily ever after. And then two months from now, something will happen. You'll have a flashback, and then 
y'all you're at each other's throats because exactly. you did not deal with it. Exactly. And you have to have a third party to be that buffer, to be in the middle to say, This is how Nicole feels and this is how Jerry feels. Well he shouldn't feel that way because he the one who did it. Well she shouldn't feel that way because right. you right. need someone. Sometimes it's outside of the church, Tanya. Sometimes it's what you, outside what you say what you say, say yes, it again. Yes, it's outside <laughs> of the church. I yes. understand everybody want to have counseling with the pastor and everything, but sometimes you need professional counseling from a professional, you know. Somebody yes. is going, going to talk to you, talk to you. Exactly, and tell you like it is. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. because sometimes we get so heavenly-minded that we're not yes. earthly, no earthly oh. good, and Girl. so we think that, you know, going to the pastor, one, of, one of the parties – you know, is going to get affirmed through the pastor. Yes. And, 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 you know, the other spouse is going to get blamed for it. And mm-hmm. that makes, you know, one party feel good. So I, I don't think it's just sometimes. I think all the time, mm-hmm. especially right. if you say that you've worked in a church and you're really connected and working in that church, you need to go outside of get outside help. That's the truth. And I it's was totally not. against the uh, counseling. But, oh, you know, yeah. Uh, that that was just not for me. <laughs> yeah, and that was part of the stipulation. Yeah. You know, if we're going to get back together and we're going to rebuild this thing, you need to put all that pride aside. That's it. And if because, I wanted it to work, that's right. Yeah, because the pride, that thing, that that's a terrible thing to have is that pride. And put the pride to the side, and we need to go get counseling. Exactly. We need to talk about this stuff, and we need to do this, this, and this. And those were the stipulations. And so he did it because he wanted it to work. Listen, that is awesome. If anybody's listening out there and you want this book, all you have to do is call 347-215-6446 and say, I need this book, Tanya, and we'll give it to you. Now, I want to address Jerry. You said you did not want counseling. What finally made you say, I want to save my marriage, I want to stay with Nicole, so this is what I need to do? Because for men, that could be the deciding factor. Well, it's basically love. I mean, you you have to want your marriage to work. The love, you have to have the love. And that's what I did. I loved her so much that while I was doing my dirt, I wasn't thinking about any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It was until I got caught that I was ashamed. Yeah. It was selfish. You were selfish, very selfish. And then once I got caught, I was ashamed. But then in order for, I mean, I thank God that he allowed us to get back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we owe it all to God, and it was just, what do I need to do? I come back humble now, and it's what do I need to do to make this work? Wow. And and if that's what it was, was the counseling, then so be it. I'm going to counseling. <laughs> well, you said what? something. You 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 know you think you just glided over something, but you said I loved her and I wanted it to work. Yes. And that was something that you had to rectify within yourself and probably battle. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and you came to that, this is what I want. And like you said, you had to humble yourself. And that pride thing will get mm. you uh, in yes, so much trouble uh, when, right. you, when you let that rule your life. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Jerry and Nicole Cleveland. Nicole is the author of the book, So He Cheated. Now what do I stay or walk away? If you want to win, all, we, all you have to do is call 347-215-6446. Press the number one key and say, Tanya, I want that book. Listen, our time is quickly coming to an end, couple, but you know I'm going to have to have y'all back for some, no intense, <laughs> some intense uh, dialogue. And, uh, oh, yes, definitely. get some couples on because uh, one thing I do is I love your spirit, Jerry, of you even agreeing to come on <laughs> and oh, share not a problem. <laughs> and be rated R, real relevant and refreshing. Uh, in your opinion, 
you know, from a male perspective, I want you to talk to the man who's just found out that his wife is the adulterer. Because oh, that wow. Yeah, because that can that can be just devastating for a man. Mhm. Wow. What would you say to him about trying to, you know, stay instead of walk away and rebuild? Well, well in my wife's book, she has a listing there where it has pros and cons. Okay? And I would actually sit down and I would weigh that. Mhm. And I would actually See what because let's face it if if you're married you have to have you had some good times and you had some bad times but but let's weigh it down and, and let's see and that man let me tell you I I haven't been on the receiving end thank God mm-hmm. but the patience that my wife had with me and the understanding that's the same thing that I would tell that man to have that patience and that understanding. And if you really want it to work, and if the love is there, and you really, really love, then definitely, definitely make it work. Make it work. That's right, and deal with the issue. Yeah, because you, you, you're going to have to talk about it. You're going to have to lay every. I mean, I had to be, I had to uncover everything. You got to lay it on the table, and you have to be honest and that communication. And and I, like I tell my wife, if 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 you want to know, I'm going to tell you now. Now I tell her anything. If it makes her mad, it makes her mad. But I told her. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's, it's the communication. You have to get that off you. You cannot dwell on that and hold it in. It, yeah. It, Tanya, his favorite thing to say is, what is it, boo, about your peace? Oh, I work too hard for my peace. Yeah. <laughs> I work too hard to lay down at night with peace. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You know, that's and, that's, right. and that's why I said I'm big on communication. I can throw my phone down. If I go to the store, I forget my phone. I don't have to worry about it. Mm. And, that's, and that's, that's a big thing. The phone, now, you, the you didn't brought messaging. up something. And most of us are probably thinking about right now, everybody's seeing why did I get married yes. too. And that was a big issue, the phone thing. Yes. And yes, so what I'm hearing, Jerry, is you said if you have nothing to hide, regardless if you think it's over the top request, just do it. Is that what I'm hearing? That's it. That's okay. it. I mean, I I leave my phone down. She can take any my vehicles and go. To, I have no, nothing to hide. There's nothing to hide wow. whatsoever. She can come to my job. I'm not having anybody come up there and, see, and nothing. <laughs> wow. And that, you have to have that peace. That's that's something, you know, a lot of people, they lock their phone. They got codes on their phones. They're on mm-hmm. Facebook. I My wife can tell you I don't get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't do the MySpace stuff. I don't open up the door for any of that stuff. But right. that's just me. Right. Because I work too hard for my peace. <laughs> right. I want peace in my home. So I, I don't even bother that stuff or I don't get on it. I stay away from it. So yeah. that's just me. And wow. you need to know what your weakness is, too, that's Tom. Yeah. 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 Well, Nicole, I'm going to ask you the same thing to talk to the woman who is the adulterer. What would you say to her uh, about, you know, uh, rebuilding the trust in her marriage and, you know, making I, her marriage priority? I absolutely would say you ha- you have to figure out why you did it, first of all. Because I talk to people, I've talked to, I interviewed someone that did cheat, and they said that the other person made them feel good. The husband didn't make them feel good, you know. But do you want your marriage to work? Um, why did it happen? Communicate with your husband on the reasons why it happened and why you want your marriage to work if you want it to work. Because that's, that's the thing. Some people stay just to stay married. But yeah. do you really want it to work? So that's what I would say. Communicate the reasons why it happened. Be honest. Be open, and then decide together. Do you want to move forward? 
Yeah, and it goes back to what you wrote in your book, uh, why you got married. Uh, yeah. For the, you got married for the wrong reasons, and sometimes we have to face that ugly truth. You know, we got married for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Now we're going to address this question, do I stay or walk away? Because once you're married, even if you got married for the wrong reason, walking away is still going to be hurt. Yeah. It's, it's going to bring a, sure. a lot of hurt into your life. So you really yeah. have to be mature enough to make uh, to confront this question, do I stay or walk away, and then make the mature steps to rebuild the marriage, rebuild the trust, and heal from the hurt. And a lot of us are carrying uh, around childhood hurt, yeah. and we're transferring it into our marriages. That's a whole other issue. And I'm yeah. going to have to have this lovely couple back. <laughs> you all have been a joy, joy, joy. God has answered a silent prayer because that is exactly what I had written on my notes. Because and, Tanya, let me tell you, he did, this is the first interview that he's done. Oh, yeah. I'm privileged. I'm yeah. privileged. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I mean, that was before I got on the phone and I read this, I said, I'm going to have to have him back on my show so he can be honest. <laughs> but listen, I thank you all for sharing. I thank you for your obedience, uh, Nicole, writing So He Cheated Now What. I thank you, Mr. Jerry, for allowing her to share your story and, you know, you all being a shining example of what marriage can be, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And y'all yes. keep on keeping on, keep on being speaking truth and healing marriages around yes. this world. Yes, thank you for having us, Tanya. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listen, if you missed Real Talk with Tanya White, we just had a phenomenal show with Jerry and Nicole Cleveland. Nicole is the author of... So he cheated. Now what? Do I stay or walk away? Listen, no one called for the free book, so I'm going to keep it. And I'm going to share it on Facebook for about a week. And then I'm just going to keep it in my personal library. And when we have them back, maybe somebody will call. Listen, go to TanyaWhite.com, sign up for the Mega May uh, conference. We have a phenomenal lineup. If you believe that God has got something mega for you this year and that you are determined and destined to win and win big, you need to be at this conference. Go to TanyaWhite.com. Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color, dot com. Sign up today. It's only $10 plus transaction fee. It's regular 20 Uh After Saturday, it's going to go up to 25 Uh The conference is May 25th and through the 27th. You don't have to travel. You don't need crowds. All you have to do is stay home and listen via phone or computer. Get Girl You Can Win for just $1.99 this week. That sale is over Saturday. Derby discounts. Listen, stock up. That's my best book yet. Next week we're kicking off our May series. It's going to be mega next week. I love you guys. We had a phenomenal April. We're going to close out with one of my favorite uh, men right now, Raheem Devon. And can we try again? If you are in a marriage that uh, is struggling with infidelity, really, really think about it. Do you stay or walk away? And if you stay, you got to be willing to try again. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I thought I'd hear your voice. Hello, hello, hello. But is that the operator says you never
Try again. 